everybody and welcome back to the teacher cast i'm super excited today to be joined by the lovely maria from teacher interview ireland on instagram how are you today maria i'm really good Haley. thanks so much for having me on i'm so excited um how uh, was your christmas because this is my first recording now since the new year yeah our christmas was really really good i really took some time off work um, I signed out of my, on my social media and I spent time with family and, um, you know, gave me a little, breathing, a little bit of breathing space, you know, to think about uh, moving forward in 2022 and that kind of thing. So we had a great Christmas and we were close contacts just before Christmas and came back negative. Oh. So we really appreciated Christmas all the more. Yeah, totally. Yeah, like it's really crazy what's been happening over the last few weeks. So I just hope everyone that's tuned into the episodes now in the new year that things are hopefully um getting a bit easier as each day goes by. Um, Maria, you have your own company called the Primary Teacher Interview Con- Interview Consultancy. How's that going for you? It's going really good. It's going really really good. Um, it's growing uh, every day, and I am so so grateful for. Uh, all of the the people that that contact me every day and mm-hmm. and follow the page and and will hopefully <laughs> be um be tuning into webinars and different things in the new year. But um, I love it. I set it up as a real passion project last May. Um, uh, there was a lot of organic growth, you know, I, and I set it up to support teachers who were going into new positions, yeah. aspiring teachers, NQTs aspiring leaders and um I have loved every single minute of it I really really have yeah. I, I never look at the time when re- I'm working so it's so great I remember when your page was launched on Instagram and I remember prior to that though I think you had reached out to me which I was really excited when you, you did because I think there was a real a real need for something like what you're what you're working on aside from on, on as well as working as a teacher so how, how do you manage the two of them together? Yeah um, well look I'll tell you what last May I set up the page of still on maternity leave I was an eight-month-old baby mm-hmm. and and um, it was it was set up but I, I had such a, a passion for it yeah. and I really you know I, I, I just really loved it you know and um, so balance came a little bit easier I suppose because um, what I did was I just t- managed my time really well I have a very sportive husband and um, I suppose we were off for the, the summer as well yeah um, so look it, it definitely had its challenges you know I am the kind of person that I'm I'm to my detriment um you know put my blood sweat and tears into everything I do mm-hmm. so it was you know my baby with another baby last <laughs> last year and still is so um no to answer your question how do I manage it all um I have a really good support system that's how yeah. I manage it all and you know I really believe in the, the the company and I really believe in the work that I do and and I I love the supporting the people that I support so I suppose that that's why I do it. Yeah, I think I think when you have a passion for something, the work isn't really considered as work. I I find that anyway. Like doing my masters in comparison to my undergrad, like I find that you know the assignments that I'm doing, I'm much more passionate about it than say how I was when yes. I was doing my undergrad. Just because I'm, it's a yeah. career. It's it's what you love. It's what your grow is and. Yeah, I'm. I'm really happy yeah, that things yeah. are going well. Yeah, I can see that in you, Haley. I can see that Aww. when you talk about you know um, different things and different elements of teaching. Like yeah. that, that is very. I can I can really see that very clearly. 
that yeah. you really have are passionate about about the, the career. Thanks so much, Maria. Listen, what did you do then prior to this? Were you you you, you were on maternity leave, but you were you were a teacher? Yes, yeah. So um well, I suppose I before I founded the the, the business, I have been teaching for eleven years. Oh wow! Um, I am from the Gael Club, so I'm a Gaelgor, and um, yeah, love love uh, Gaelga and love supporting people of Gaelga and of Berla as well. And um, yeah. so I've taught in Gael schools. I have taught in English medium schools. I moved west um, from Dublin. Uh, how many years ago now? But four years ago maybe which is not an and, easy thing to um, do <laughs> which is not, which is not an easy thing to do because I always hear of like teachers no, in it's du- really yeah hard yeah I hear oh, teachers it's, it's in Dublin and all the time teachers in Dublin yeah, all the it's time it's really really hard to move back yeah 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 but um and then um I had never really taught in a Jesh context um and an opportunity came up when I was 38 weeks pregnant uh, in a jet context wow. um, about a half an hour from me so yeah. I took I had to interview obviously for the position and I got it wow. and I took it and it was the best decision I have ever made because it really like what I bring my goal get into it because yeah uh, very much so um because I'm teaching a lot of children that have English as an additional language and there's a lot of research out there and um, Tina Hickey is an amazing researcher in this area and cognitively a child uh, will be more prepared to learn a third language if they have two or more so in my class sorry uh, in my okay. class excuse me uh, in my class um i have loads of children that have english as an additional language so yeah. uh their get is great and you know um the empathy that you show those children and the impact that you can have on their lives um i love it i absolutely love it yeah that is yeah. fascinating like because yeah, I suppose when I'm out subbing, um, especially particularly in the schools where you do have students with EAL, they really do pick up on the Gaelga and they want to use the Gaelga in the classroom. So it's great that you can bring those skills that you have as a Gaelgor into yeah. those settings. Um, I think yes. it's really exciting and I'd say you really see it in your teaching in motion then um, when yes. they're showing the love back for it. But and Maria, today yes. I'd like to really chat about... Um, well, I know you have this passion about teacher well-being, particularly in an, in an NQ in your NQT year, which is just down the road for me, which I can't believe because uh, we were chatting just before we started clicking record on this. And I haven't even, honestly, I haven't even thought about interviews. I haven't thought about standard application forms. I and I know it's only probably a few months away and there's not much time between, you know, dissertations, advanced school placements, yes. um, and everything else in between. I know, I know. So I, <laughs> and it does fly around. Yeah, like so. I know you. You want to ch- chat a bit about you know having that inner belief and getting into the right mindset as an NQT. Yes. So if you'd like to shine a light on on that. Yeah, well, I suppose um, I I founded the consultancy um, back like I said back in May. Um, I support teachers and aspiring teachers and leaders by instilling confidence you know, changing their mindset and providing them with the, the proper information. So it's a multi-dimensional uh, approach that I take to support yeah. all my clients. Um, and what I, I'll, I'll give a little bit of context. When yeah. I came out myself from college, mm-hmm. I was 20. It was a three-year course at the time. And I had, I, I had 
got really good results in, in all of my teaching practices. I've worked really, really hard, came out, found the first year really difficult because I felt that level of work that you put into your teaching practice and all of that, you can't really, um, you can't sustain that, you know? So what I always say to my clients is getting into the right mindset now before interview and like January, February, March and April is the time to do that. Um, so I suppose I want to speak a little bit about imposter syndrome and yeah. how much it impacts you in an interview. You know, like a lot of people come to me, um, you know, am I enough? Um, you know, when, when, I, when you're starting out your career, you need to accept yourself as you are. You know, you are enough and um, you and life as you know it cannot achieve or be better than your inner beliefs. So you really need to believe before you fill out that application form before you go into that interview, uh, you can always grow. You can always progress. Like mindset is key when preparing for interview, filling out the application form, whatever it is, your mindset needs to be right. Um, NQTs and uh, and teachers in general struggle with imposter syndrome. Like I have clients all the time that tell me they will struggle with the Baiga question. Um, they will struggle with maybe the maths question or the P question. And and first of all, just to note, you know, when you tell yourself, I will struggle with this, like mm-hmm. that's that's the opposite of what, you know, a positive affirmation is. It's a negative affirmation. And it, this all stems from your inner child. You know, yeah. most likely, and I often talk to clients about this, most likely someone has told that person, oh, your Gwaelga is really bad. You know, you shouldn't do honours Irish for the Leaving Cert. You know, you won't be able to teach kids uh, Irish to a high standard. You'll never be good at sport. You're poor at maths or whatever. And you might not, you, you might even remember exactly what was said, but the inner child in you yeah. will remind you of that. And Jerry Hussey, uh, I, I talk about him all the time because he's amazing. And he has a wonderful quote in his book, The Power Within, that says, um, reflecting back on my younger life, I realized that I didn't have lots of demons in my mind. I had one, and it turned out this demon wasn't the big scary monster I'd imagined. It was my eight-year-old self. Yeah. So, yeah. So I don't know, maybe you can relate to that, uh, um, Hayley, in any way. Maybe you can't. Yeah. And, 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 you know, lots of people can't. Lots of people can. Yeah, I think, um, like, yeah. particularly, like, recently when I found out was, when I was applying for my interviews to apply to the PME, um, yeah. like that, you know, you're trying to get into your dream course and you're trying to, you know, you know, and like, especially, like you said, it's particularly Gaelga because you have to do uh, an Irish interview for that or, you know, you have to do your TAG and, you yeah. know, you, you yeah. do mm-hmm. question yourself. And then when you do get a knockback, which I did the first time, you you... I actually found myself being more hungry, to be honest. But I, it can go completely the opposite way for some people. Exactly. You're so right. Yeah. You are. It can either make you or break you, I think. But I, for really, sure. I really think um, I really think we all learn from our experiences. Um, and having gotten that knockback, I probably, probably wouldn't have the friends in the course that I have now or I wouldn't have met the people. Mm-hmm. I probably wouldn't have had the same lectures. We probably, you know, wouldn't have crossed paths and like that. I probably wouldn't like so, you know, people that are going to qualify in the spring intake rather than the autumn intake, they're probably going to get different jobs than what I'm going to be offered. And I really think that's Absolutely. just because everything's going to fall into place for me the way it's meant to be. Um, absolutely absolutely yeah Yeah, you're so right and you know i i do talk a little bit about that selling yourself statement that Mm -hmm. that a lot that lots of people use 
um, online and I never use it and I really, really don't like it because what that does is it creates a culture of inequality between the interviewee and the interviewer. Um, We're all there. Uh, It's an equal opportunity for everyone. That principal has an opportunity to hire a really good teacher to teach the children holistically in his or her school. You have an opportunity to be appointed to your position. And um, so that's selling yourself in mindset. I, I would really recommend to anyone listening. Yeah, that's not necessary. Yes, it is so necessary to to tell the, the, the entry board what you've done, what your interests are, what are your skills, your characteristics that you're mm-hmm. child centered, you're inclusive, you're holistic, uh, you're innovative, all of that. And that's wonderful. But to state that is enough. You know, it is you are meeting equals on the board, and I think if we all went into interviews with that mindset that you're meeting an equal on the board, that's what um, that's what's really, really, really important um, to give you the strength to to reach your full potential. And people often say to me, "Well, that's my personality," you know, and mm-hmm. um, I'm nervous in interviews. You know, you know, it absolutely is not. You can change. We are born we're not born like rocks, you know, we're, we're born, not born with one personality or a set of characteristics. You can be and achieve whatever you want. Mm-hmm. Uh, you just have to believe it. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I think that's really important because like for me now, because I only really thought about interviews now, like a half an hour ago since we first started talking about it. <laughs> Sorry, uh, it'll be like having nightmares tonight now. No, not, well, not even, but I do think like going in with the mindset that you, you know, like it's like, I love Justin Bieber, okay? And people always say, oh, but Hayley, you're not going to get the tickets to the concert, you know? There's not going to be enough for you. And it's like, well, someone has to get the tickets, so why can't that be me? And I genuinely think it's the same with the job. There's a job there, there might be 10 people going for it. And like, oh, but Hayley, you're not going to get it. You don't have enough experience or you didn't work there last year or this and that. No, actually, (laughs) someone has to get the job. Why can't that be? Absolutely. Why can't that be me? Yeah, and it's a great mindset, Hayley, you know? Mm And like, it's great that that mindset is instilled in you. And that's why your page is so successful. And that's why, you know, you sell loads of wonderful products. And that's why, you know, you've this lovely podcast and you support hundreds of teachers every day because you have that mindset. And it's just unfortunate um, that everyone doesn't. And it's usually something that has happened at some point in somebody's life that, um, has caused caused them trauma and trauma is like you know is is it probably seems like an extreme word yeah. you know we, when we think of trauma we think of you know excess harm not necessarily you know yeah. a word or a sentence can cause somebody trauma totally. that they carry all their lives you know um i certainly come like you know i have had loads of self-growth um you know, my first year teaching, I was in the most wonderful school with the most wonderful staff, with the most wonderful children. It was it was completely inner beliefs, really. Yeah. Um uh and you know, self-doubt, low self-esteem. So I've had to 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 do lots of, of growth and you know, where there is strength, there will be growth and challenge causes strength, you know. Yeah. Um I, when I did my master's in Asian management, I did an awful lot of work in the area of mentoring and coaching and mm-hmm. And um, I did I did my thesis on it. I learned so much from it, you know, mm-hmm. and, and how these little traumas in your life can cause that lack of, of self-esteem. Yeah, I, I think um, I think that's really like if anyone's going for, you know, interviews this year, I really think um, 
this is food for thought i really think that like you said not everyone ha- has as as strong a mindset but like like you you can adapt and you can change that and I, I know you were saying Maria like you have a really good support system around you and I'm really lucky that I'm the exact same you know and I think it's who also that can add to it as well like others believing in you yeah and definitely. supporting you um definitely it's, and it's surrounding yourself with the right people isn't it totally um, yeah. when I opened up the company uh, in May like I had many people say to me oh God, what are you doing you're crazy you're you know, you're just and blah blah blah, and yeah. uh, you know, you're starting a new position, and do you really need this? Ha- whatever. But you know, I believed it was the right thing to do. You know, for me, for my family, for my career, whatever, and I wanted to do it, and I, I, I believed in it. You know, and yeah. um, and look at it's it's hard, and we all question ourselves all the time. Yeah, absolutely. Really do. Doesn't yeah. matter if you're you're teaching ten, twenty. 25 years five years a day we all have imposter syndrome and we all you know not we all have it but we all have moments of imposter syndrome and we all have moments of self-doubt but you you as you said like you kind of you challenge yourself and you grow from it yeah for for someone going in then subbing Mm -hmm. this is a huge thing like I know like I get messages like oh I've I've never subbed before um I I don't know what to do when I go in and it's like will the teacher have plans for me will they not like what what my what will I do Haley? and it's like you really like you like I think subbing really teaches you or or challenges you even to to grow like so much yeah for sure for sure and would you say that um there's a need to I suppose impress for you know subs going in on the first day Um, yeah look again um I think that you know you need to believe in your own skill set and your Mm -hmm. own competencies going in um preparation is key um Mm -hmm. you know uh what's that that quote that that Oprah always says I can't even remember it now I had it written down somewhere where is it uh I don't even know where it is now anyway I'll think of it again but we can come back um, to it I think a moment planned today um is is something for tomorrow but anyway I will think and I'll come back but um I think yes so planning is key planning and preparation is key and planning preparation in itself Mm -hmm. is you know confidence in your teaching because you know what's coming you know what you're going to teach now when you're going into a subbing situation Mm -hmm. I think it's so important that you have a sub folder that you have backup lessons for each class group so junior infants senior infants have a lesson for the cores only and, yeah. and maybe one art lesson and you'll get through the day yeah um you know impressing yeah okay so there you need to have some balance and impressing and i and i often say this to inky cheese that i work with and subs um you know having healthy habits around impressing particularly in in your drihid year mm-hmm. um you're under so much pressure already try to be, be realistic like what are the small things i can do every every day to achieve and become better yeah you know habits can work for you or against you mm-hmm. um and i read atomic habits uh, james clear's book and he speaks a lot about you know healthy habits um and i think as a sub it's important to have healthy habits around trying to impress because having that pressure going in day in day out into different schools mm-hmm. you know where you impress you impress in the, in the in the room you impress you know by building relationships with the children having innovative lessons 
them feeling listened to, mm-hmm. being inclusive, yeah. being child-centered. That's how we impress. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, that that's fundamentally our role. And, um, you know, if you're asked to do something, an initiative in the school, great. Yeah. Uh, if you feel that you're able for that, brilliant. If you're not, that's fine too. You know, that's yeah. what I would say. Yeah. Absolutely. I think that there are great um, points that you've made there, Maria. Just you mentioned there about, um, you know, having like little habits that work for you, like, you know, and making them part maybe of your routine. Like what what other kind of goals, settings like as a teacher would you make and what's important and how can you differentiate between what's important and what's not important you know especially in your nqt you're like i understand it's overwhelming like the thought of it now it is it is it's really overwhelming mm-hmm. what i will say about that is is dread is such a wonderful introduction to the education system is in in that it's completely based i'm a dread mentor myself it's completely based on support mentoring coaching and, and all of that there's no one knocking on your door at you know half two going okay i'm here there's none of that so mm-hmm. at least that's something you know yeah. with regards to goals and habits um i would have been a real goal setter so mm-hmm. i'd be like okay i want to do this now these things these five things in the next 10 weeks or whatever and then um i've 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 i research I, I do a lot of research in the area of like goals habits and kind of you know um, mindset and all mm-hmm. that kind of thing and Goals can sometimes be counterproductive because you think to yourself, once I achieve this, I'll be happy. And usually, you know, there's something else that you want to achieve then to be happy or whatever. So um, I suppose, uh, you know, the goal shouldn't be to get to get probated. The goal should be to be a good teacher. So someone said to me when I came out first, it's a marathon, not a sprint. And that's what I would say. It's a marathon, not a sprint. So setting realistic targets for yourself and having a vision of the kind of teacher you want to be mm-hmm. and having two habits that you do to try and achieve that mm-hmm. maybe a third habit you know these long lists that everyone has all yeah. the time yeah they are so detrimental to your mental health yeah be realistic about your your list because if, you, if you're not achieving um now you know, if you're not achieving, we'll say all those on the on the list, you might have achieved nine out of ten, and you think, "Oh, I didn't get that tenth one though." Yeah. That's so detrimental to your self esteem and and to your mindset moving forward. So, what I'd say is, I usually have a plan. I have a plan to achieve my vision. Yeah. And I evaluate my plan. I I progress. Um. Yes, I have targets. I have dreams, but they are my vision, and I have healthy habits to yeah. achieve. Um, my vision, and those healthy habits would be time management would be self-care, well-being, child-centered practices, inclusive practices, collaborative planning, and asking for help. And that's how we achieve that vision. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think goals can be a little bit detrimental. Although, you know, there's no harm having a few targets for the new year. I have them myself. Yeah. But they're not, you know, relying, I'm not relying on achieving them to be happy. Totally. Um, Yeah, so James Clear, sorry, just one final thing on that. James Clear mentions... Uh, you know tiny changes remarkable results and I think that's really important yeah I think now because like it's a new year I think people feel and teachers like anyone it doesn't have you don't have to be a teacher but I think we can you can feel um you can feel totally pressurized to set the all these goals like for me I I haven't set any goals my goal has already been set from when I took up the position on the masters that's my goal for this year to to get to that point I haven't even 
honestly like I like I had mentioned already like I hadn't even thought about interviews or yeah. NQT and that's great or... that's so healthy uh, Hayley yeah, because you know your limits uh, yeah I, I couldn't like like I think if I started writing out a list like I'm going to do this 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 and this like I think I'd be setting myself up for failure to be honest with you and that's like you said it's not yes. good for your mental yeah. health like I have this podcast okay initially starting off like I'd love to post once a week but that hasn't happened you know with this masters some yes. points in the course are so busy and some aren't so if I was to say oh I'm definitely going to post this day you know every day every mm-hmm. Monday like yes that's great it's consistent but is that realistic for me right now probably not can I try yes do you know yes. I haven't yeah. actually fixated on it or written it down because I think when it comes to it then you'll look and oh I didn't actually hit that goal and then oh I didn't do good but then look at all the other things you have done do you know so you're so right it's such a healthy mindset to have I know already that you'll come across really good in an interview because you have that mindset it's not this you know uh, am I good enough you know I I don't think I'm good at this and and and, you know I really empathize with people that feel like that because we all felt like that at some point in our lives for sure but it, you know, it's it is. It's all about healthy habits. Um, yeah. you know, I, I thought of Oprah's quote actually: "Doing your best in this moment puts you in the best place for the next moment." So just doing your best and getting through the days yeah. at the moment. It's really, really, really stressful in 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 uh, schools. Yeah, it's a really hard place to work, and yeah. I think you know it's fine to say that. Um, we're all afraid to get COVID, and yeah, and that's fine. And it's really hard to teach with you know masks on and whatever else so yeah uh you know you do your best um you know you can get it all done you just can't get it all done at once totally i actually think um you know you were saying it's a marathon not a sprint so even in the context of skill placement like people you know obviously it's nice to have maybe your first week kind of have an idea of what topics you're going to cover but like that i Mm -hmm. And I'd always hear like, oh, I have all my lesson plans. I literally did my lesson plans the night before because you can't you can't plan for something that you don't know. Do you know what I mean? Like you have uh-huh. to meet the children. Yeah. You have to meet, you know, to be Absolutely. able to plan ahead and things change. And you, as a teacher, you need to be flexible and adaptable. And, you know, when you're tutor or whoever is, you know, talking to you about it, like if they see those skills, that's what they're looking for. Absolutely, you're so right. An assessment for learning is so important. Yeah. You know, assessing the child, the children, what do they know? What do I need to teach them? Yeah. And if you haven't met the children, it's it's obviously impossible to do that. Yeah, totally. So um yeah, no, I, I totally agree with you. You know, um having a plan in your head to get to a goal, we'll say like next year now, or mm-hmm. this year should I say, mm-hmm. I have a plan in my head of how I will support hopefully more teachers. Mm-hmm. But it's a plan. Yeah. To, to reach a vision and that's all it is it's it's not this lengthy list because uh, I did that for many years yeah. and it, it, it is unproductive yeah totally yeah. I ha- I'd have to be- I have to totally agree with what you were saying there um I was just gonna say you, you mentioned earlier like in the first few minutes of this episode um about people having anxiety or nerves about the Gwelga question in an interview so I don't really know much about this. What kind of questions would they ask? And why do you think people would panic about that if, you know, they've gotten through their TEG or they would have a strong level of Gaelic or they've done their Irish oral as part of their master's or undergrad? Um, 
Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, um, when I, 90% of the clients that come to me, the first thing that they say is, oh my goodness, could you please start with Gwaila question? <laughs> because obviously people yeah. know what I'm a Gwaila or, and, yeah. and that's, they, they just want to get all the Irish from yeah. me and then leave. <laughs> and um, I'm like, okay, hold on a second. Let's just take a step back here. Mm-hmm. Why are you so nervous about the Gwaila question? Yeah. Well, I feel like, you know, if I'm asked this, I'm fine. If I'm asked that, I'm not. I don't know, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. And I've heard that such a person was asked this. So that's number one rule, actually. One, number one thing is don't listen to what anyone else has been asked, yeah. what their perception of the Gaelic question is or any questions. You know, it's your journey. Stay in your own lanes. There's less traffic. Yeah. Um, so I suppose the normal question that would be asked is, Conas Gramun and Gaelga, Conas Grafadier and Gaelga, Ausu or Fodnaskola. Something like that, you know. Mm-hmm. It's usually very, very simple. But again, yeah. it's because people have low, um, have have no self belief, mm-hmm. um, in the area of Gaelga. They have, um, you know, low self esteem. They feel like they just got over the line, and they just, you know. And again, it's imposter syndrome, and you know, maybe I shouldn't be teaching Gaelga because I didn't really like Gaelga myself at school. Mm-hmm. And usually, it's probably coming from your own school context and. You know, maybe the teacher that you had didn't like Gaelic, and maybe someone said something to you that you shouldn't have done Gaelic for the leaving cert. Maybe, I don't know, whatever it is, maybe you didn't do honours Irish for the leaving and you went back and you did it again. Yeah. Usually that's what causes all of this anxiety. Yeah. When I, when we talk about it and we go and, and, and we, and you know, that the, my client usually says to me, oh, yeah, it is probably that, but I still need you to give me the information. So that's what I mean about a multidimensional approach to supporting somebody. Mm-hmm. So I tell them why they have such low uh, self-esteem and and probably have have, have uh, no self-belief. But I also mm-hmm. would give them the vocabulary around answering any question as well. Um, okay. So, yeah, yes, that's how I usually approach supporting somebody. Do you, um, do you think all this stems from the structure of like the junior and leaving cert? Do you think it, yeah. it stems yeah. from there? Because okay. I, I just, I loved my, I, I had a very good relationship with my teacher in school, in secondary school, particularly in the senior end of school. And okay. what took away from, not took away from her teaching or anything like that, what took away from the experience of learning Irish was this state exam at the end where I needed a certain grade to get into mm-hmm. teaching which I got my grade but I didn't get the points hence why I'm doing the masters but like I have such a good relationship with that teacher still I'm still in contact we talk all the time she really helped me with my wow. Hibernia interview that is amazing. yeah and it's it's great but like that like and I think when I when I chat to her I feel like I nearly go back to that st- state nearly like not that like it's not do you know what I mean like it's more like um I don't know it's more like this anxiety of you know you're not going to get something even though you will get there in the end and I think that's where this can kind of come from with this interview yeah no I I I completely understand what you mean um I think people learn off reams and reams of essays and Mm. you know um you do the novel half of the people in Ireland don't really understand the novel but they just learn off all the answers and then they yeah yeah. and uh you know and then they they kind of 
um, regurgitate it like on the day yeah. and then that causes imposter syndrome down the line because I think Jesus I don't even remember what I what I wrote I didn't even understand what I wrote how well, am I ever going to yeah. teach Irish yeah everyone feels like that yeah. you know and and they do and we um did at school Mike Danny um O'Shea yeah. and I hated it so I actually did peg myself yeah. and didn't really like that either so I mean it's not like everyone everyone feels the same about the system they feel the same about learning something to get a result and then park it and that's probably where we're going wrong as yeah. a society as I said society really weird there society <laughs> society and probably uh, the education system in general but uh, yeah, look at right, we're not going to fix it tonight, definitely. No. <laughs> but there's something that needs to be. Um... It's just yeah, I just made that connection. Yeah, I just made that connection because like I'm thinking about my own thoughts on like why I would feel nervous about it. You know, I'd say it comes from you know not. I feel like I I'm not well. I'm not blaming, but I'm just saying like from like say the leaving cert for example, like it's such a structured exam that there's no agency yeah. really. So no. having this really like kind of open-ended question then thrown at you in an interview and you're not a, exactly. a whale gore and you you know you're just there trying your best. Exactly. No, um, you're so right. In in the leaving set, there is no creativity mm-hmm. or room for innovation or anything like that. Yeah. While then you think, oh geez, in this interview I have to be somewhat creative and come up with something yeah. a bit different to the person before me and after me. Yeah. And that's where the anxiety comes from. Yeah. But look, it's just about support and you know Practice. inner belief and Practice. having the right vocabulary going in and being ready for it totally um and it's really really easy thing to overcome it's probably the easiest question you're going to be asked yeah um maria i have another question before we kind of move on to the final part of the podcast sure but just i suppose we don't know i we're recording this on the sunday the 2nd of january and i don't think there's going to be an announcement to what's really happening with schools on thursday until i think tuesday so we could potentially be online so by the time this episode comes out we could be online but we might not be but for you know, NQTs who were doing their masters or their undergrad this time last year, this could be the first time they're teaching online. Have you any advice yes, on yes. where they would even be start? So difficult. It's really, really difficult, particularly on those who are kind of getting into a bit of a um, a system, you know, um, yeah. with 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 school and with the class and getting to know the class and all of that and then back online it's it's tough yeah. what i would say is get to know the platform really really well yeah. that you're using whether it be seesaw or google classroom yeah. um i'm using seesaw at the moment i previously used google classroom and i much preferred it mm-hmm. but again it's just about me spending a little bit of time now with seesaw what i would say is if there's an announcement on tuesday night spend wednesday for maybe an hour or two getting to know seesaw watch some videos there's loads of brilliant resources we are so lucky mm-hmm. to have such an amazing support system on instagram yeah. in ireland uh, you know as teachers there are so many lessons that go up as uh, supports online and, and all of that so yeah. i would say have a look at those i would say um try in the first few days to engage the children and um, by doing, you know, innovative, exciting lessons, you know, lots of create creativity, mm-hmm. get them online, first of all, 
yeah. you know it, it, the cores are really important but try and and take kind of a multi-sensory approach to teaching those lessons now in the early days online so we the first thing we need to do is get them online and the second thing we need to do is teach them so yeah. for the for thursday and friday if we are off uh i don't know i, I honestly don't know no idea. Um, but if we are because uh, we definitely won't be off but if we're online yeah um i would say yes get them on first start yeah. doing all those lessons before we we broke up for the um christmas break i got the kids to video themselves at home um with their favorite it's showing me their favorite decoration and then another time of them singing a song and they love that so that got them online yeah so it's it's to get them online and keep them there i think that's my my top tip yeah actually i i did a bit of online kind of tutoring just um last year it wasn't with a company or anything it was just a family approached me and asked me would I be up for it and I I did just for experience and like I I really try to keep it you know like there's there's rules we have when we're on zoom and there's you know like you like kind of like in the classroom you know like you can't run away from the laptop and you have to sit properly and can't be on your lap it has to be on a table and Mm -hmm you know yeah, how to yeah. sit properly yeah, and because these are all skills like I'm doing my dissertation on ICT um, and particularly advantages with regard to literacy but my background you know my literature review I'm learning all about ICT and I think the skills that ICT has to offer I think is mm-hmm. second to none I think um, yes. I think there's not a day that we go by where we're not using ICT we're using ICT to record this you know and this is yes. all skills you know that are transferable into other areas and I think you know mm-hmm. I don't think there's anything wrong with you know maybe teaching online for maybe a week a year to teach these skills do you know what I mean yes, definitely definitely I totally agree with you I yeah think there's yeah a lot of areas. yeah and setting boundaries you're right in the early days so important to set boundaries yeah um, like the way you would in yeah. the classroom like I know myself and yeah. I go in yeah. subbing <laughs> I tell them, you know, you can't do this and this because otherwise you've no control. Like you have to go in and like lay down the law. <laughs> I you, do, you do, you do, you I, do, absolutely. Yeah, because they'll walk all over you. They'll say, oh, well, our teacher does this. And I'm like, is your teacher here today? No. Well, I'm your teacher, so you listen to what I say. <laughs> but yeah. you have to. Otherwise, like, absolutely. it's just going to be chaotic. <laughs> absolutely. And it won't be productive for anyone. No, absolutely not. Maria, do you have any um general classroom top tips that you you would give to listeners and um, my classroom top tips would mm-hmm. be just maybe um, one okay. or two so the first one would be truly respect and build a relationship with the child yeah getting to know the child respecting their their opinion their voice and then truly feeling respected and that in itself mm-hmm. is a proactive and preventive approach to uh, any classroom management issues. Yeah. The second one would be uh, organization. I'm highly organized myself, most teachers are. Um, and that quote that I said from Oprah, love Oprah, <laughs> doing your best in this moment puts you in the best place for the next moment. And that's so true. I never would leave my desk without having a plan for the following day because, yeah. you know, subconsciously you're waking up in the morning and you're like, oh my God. I don't know what I'm doing today. Yeah. I have to go in. Then you're eating your breakfast. And then I'm putting vehicle in the car and I'm whatever, thinking about, oh my God, I don't know what I'm doing today. Yeah. Um, you know, so it's it's yeah, like so I would say organization is key. Never leave your desk without a plan for the following day. And then the third one I would say would be 
trust yourself and your instinct you know real integrity is doing the right thing you know support the child on a holistic level you know no time like now with with all the lockdowns you know emotional social and academic and it's not about fancy multisensory lessons all the time while you know they are so important and it's about care putting faith in the child supporting mental health and providing tools for them to develop their self-esteem that's that's what I would say. Wow. I can just imagine your classroom just being so highly organized. Everything has a place and just so <laughs> child centered. Oh, thank with, you. With a sparkle, uh, a sparkle of Gwail go on top. Sparkle of Gwail go on top, yeah. <laughs> like the cherry oh, on the cake. You. Thanks. It's not like that every day, though. I you know. know. And that's that's ha- important to say, too. Yeah, well, I always say you have to have the bad days to have the good ones, because how could you how could you distinguish between the two? absolutely some days i'm like oh my gosh what did i get done today i know yeah i know but i did i had a conversation about something that i didn't plan on having but again you know and yeah and that's fine too yeah you know that's fine too totally uh maria in your classroom what is a resource that you can't live without like what's like one thing that you're like i actually couldn't teach if i didn't have this well probably Uh, it'd be like a whiteboard or something but you know what i mean like yeah well you know what (laughs) but um, okay, I'm going to talk about infants because I had infants for years. Okay. So for me, I have a little box on every desk okay. and it has a magic mat that they can blend on. There's a set of, of letters for every child so that they can blend with. Okay. There is an Everlina, their number line from 1 to 5 or 1 to 10 or 1 to 20, whatever they're doing. So for me, it was 1 to 10 or whatever. Um, and what else was in that box? Play-Doh. So that was it. They were the resources that I used day in. Now, obviously, I used loads of ICT and all of that. But yeah. if you ask me what I could not live without, that and is the box. box. Because I used to say, okay, take out your magic maths and let's do some blending. And then they would take out their letters. Sometimes I would get them to make the letters and it would be more sensory in, in that, you know, for the kinesthetic learners. Um, yeah, that that's <laughs> something I could not live without. And we would... So I, I love Jolly Phonics. Uh, I know some sometimes there can be mixed emotions about Jolly Phonics. I yeah. love Jolly Phonics. And I um would they'd sing their songs where they'll be blending and it worked really, really well. Yeah. That's so interesting because I've got my advanced school placement and I actually have junior infants for ten weeks in two different classes. Really? But yeah. I'm so <laughs> in the in, so initially when I found out I was like oh my god am I gonna be able because I had fourth class in SP1 sixth class in SP2 and I'm going way down to juniors and okay. I did a week so I well I was working in senior infant support straight after SP2 and there was a week where I was covering a teacher and I genuinely had the best time with senior infants so but I was also like oh my god like what are junior infants gonna be like and yeah did you oh, have I love them yeah did you have a magic box then is that what you called it your magic box no it was just a little resource oh. box that they <laughs> all had no sorry, but sorry. I did have a magic bag a magic actually mat. Oh. I did have a magic, oh, magic bag, bag sorry um yeah and then like I would have planned thematically or you know, my Greg and my Berla were, were the same so I would have used my Astro stations to teach Berla and Gwelga because say like if okay. I was doing the restaurant in Ashter, I would I would I would have be doing B I would say in Gwelga so we'd be yeah. going into the restaurant and I think it's really important to you know we know from research that we learn our first language very similarly to how we learn our second language mm. and um, that's how my approach there's loads of approaches that was mine yeah and it was kind of linking it to real life and linking the Gwelga to real life that it wasn't this just 
this thing that I did at school and that was it you know did you have those little things in the middle of the table then and all the students had all their bits in one box or like was it something that they had like in front of them I did I tell you what I had it between two now you wouldn't actually be able to do that now because of covid because um well, maybe you would actually because they're in, in their, their pods, pods, so you're yeah. actually okay. Yeah, yeah you're yeah. okay. Um, I did it, and then we went into COVID, and I went on maternity leave, and now I am in first class, so I um, I haven't really had infants in the midst of COVID, but yeah, yeah no, we're, we're between two. So the magic mat is literally just three boxes, um, and they blend their three letters, uh, three sounds, sorry, yeah. to make a word. Aww. And then, yeah, it was, oh yeah, it was really, really good. And then they had their magic mat and the sounds at home. And it was really important to me that that link was between school and home. The parents understood. I used to bring the parents in for an afternoon, I think I'm mad now, for an afternoon to show them how to blend okay. because they didn't know. And I yeah. felt like it was really difficult for people that mm-hmm. were, engineers or scientists whatever like how would they know how to blend or what jolly phonics was or anything yeah. like that so i'd make videos and that kind of thing and then and bring them in um I and that, that is key for infants yeah that the parents know how to blend excellent yeah, yeah i like to be honest with you i don't i don't know how to blend <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Neither did I. Yeah. Of course. And that's what no. we're, you, you learn in college and you learn when you come out. Yeah. Of course. And that, we didn't learn that way. Yeah. So, because, yeah. Because, like, teachers do standalone phonics lessons, but, like, and I did, I did phonics lessons when I was subbing, but, like, I, I don't know, it's going to be a big learning curve for me now. Um, because, like, I see all, all these, all this kind of language, particularly on Instagram, actually, as well, like very like literacy driven, pa- like Instagram pages where it's like the long yes, E yeah. or the silent E. And I'm like, what is happening? Like, is there I a know, book I, know, I can read? I know, I know. Yeah. Jolly Phonics. The Jolly Phonics manual is is really, really good. Yeah. Really good. I have it's to really get my hands on that. Um, yeah no do and ask the class teacher for that it's really really good you'll get it off, off anyone you know yeah. um, it's, it's it's excellent and I, I highly recommend it but no you love it and you'll be fine and you know um, and like there'll be challenges as well yeah. you know and I used to always think before I ever had kids I used to think okay well if this was my child how would I like them to be taught or yeah. how would I like them to be treated and I think that's a lovely way to approach infants yeah absolutely um, do you have any yeah. well you've taught infants for years I'm sure you've loads of funny moments of teaching but is there any that stand out in particular if you have one you'd like to share um, so, funny moments okay so I have a couple of funny moments actually so I was saying to you that I came out when I was 20 yeah. uh, out of college when I was 20 yeah. and um, so I was sitting in a parent teacher meeting for my 21st yeah. and I had my 21st party actually the weekend before and the parents said to me oh happy birthday and I was like Oh, thanks. Well, and in the back of my mind, I was like, how the hell did they know? Because <laughs> yeah. like, I wasn't living, lo- like I said, I wasn't living locally. I was living in Dublin at the time. I'm from Mayo, you know. And then they were like, oh, we've seen your, your pictures on Facebook from the party. I'm like, oh, my God. That was one funny moment. And another one was, uh, but we laughed. And another one was, um, uh, I got we got married three years ago and I had infants at the time. And I heard these two kids chatting, you know, at lunch just yeah. before the Christmas break. And yeah. yeah. Uh, this little kid goes, um, what is what is Miss Cordoff? So that'd be my maiden name. Yeah. Uh, what's Miss Cordoff getting off Santa? And then this little girl, she had such an attitude. I loved her. She was like, nothing. She's getting a husband and that's enough for her. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I thought that was so funny, you know. Oh my god, yeah. Oh my god, I say when you went home and you told your your husband that he was laughing. Yeah, and I actually told the priest that the priest was my uncle, and uh, he actually used it as part of the sermon, and it was so 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 great. Oh, that's brilliant! I love that when they incorporate it into into ceremonies. It always adds a bit yeah. of personality. Yeah, and... it was lovely. It was. Oh, so nice. I know you've shared many quotes, but is there any other quotes in particular that you live by? Um. Okay. So I suppose I want to. Um. There's a couple. So. And okay, so the first one I'll say is, you know, surround yourself with people who talk about visions and ideas rather than people that talk about other people. That's the first one. Okay, that's a good and, one. And um, oh my God, people are going to think that I'm obsessed with Oprah Winfrey, I promise I'm not. <laughs> but anyway, um, she said this and I thought it was really special because of the context that I'm in at the moment in a Jewish yeah. context. For every one of us that succeeds, it's because someone has shown us the way. The light, the light doesn't necessarily have to come in your family. For me, it was teachers in school. Aww. So I think that's a nice uh, thing to put up in the staff room or in your room or whatever. You yeah. know, that you, what you're doing really matters. Yeah. That's lovely. Marie, is there anything else you'd like to ask me before we wrap up this episode? Well, um, I just want, I, there's nothing I want to ask you, but I want to just say to you, Mm -hmm. that your Instagram page is so honest and that is so important for people following you you know you documented from the very beginning when you didn't um, get the PME the first time yeah it's so honest and you know it's the highs the lows of the PME and I'm sure you're going to do that all through your career mm -hmm. the highs and lows of interview preparation of a plot of um NQT year and all of that yeah. and you know I think that is so positive for people's mental health watching it because your first year the course it's tough and yeah. and um you know you're it's really appreciated your honesty is really appreciated oh thanks so much i actually got a dm there off of someone the other day i'm gonna i can't find it now because i can't remember the name um oh here i have it here uh, this person says, Hayley, I can't cope that you are nearly done. I'm a year behind you and watch you from the start. I hope autumn 21 time flies as much. Isn't that Aww, so nice? Isn't that lovely? Yeah. And like, yeah. you know, I don't get those messages all the time. So when people have like take a moment out of their day and send that to me, I find that really lovely because oh. it does fly. It absolutely does. Um, But it is surreal how fast it has at the same time. And gosh, gosh. like all of it's been through this pandemic, which you know was never anticipated to last as long as it is I know, I know. um but yeah thanks so much for your kind words i really enjoy it like i do see it as a hobby as well as you know my own journey and i do try and keep it very much to that um yeah but yeah, yeah. thanks so it's much great. maria great. For, for joining me on this episode <laughs> if you'd like to finish off um this episode and maybe share where people can find you and what services you offer um yeah thank you yeah so you can find me at uh, teacher interview ireland i support teachers uh, aspiring teachers student teachers aspiring leaders leaders in interview preparation and uh, career preparation also um i do lots of webinars and um, i'll be doing them from uh, may time onwards um, in interview preparation in Gaelga and um, a standard application form review, CV review, um, letter of application review, one-to-one -one consultations. I also prepare people for the PME 
um, interview as well. Um, so I hope I included everything there. Yeah, you're but a busy anyway, you woman. Find me on my page. <laughs> oh, you're a busy woman. Yeah, it's busy, but it's great. Oh, thanks so much, Maria, and have a good day.